Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a sneaky way to sabotage your trading. Now, if you're joining me for the first time, my name is Kill Stokes. I'm a Forex trader and a trading coach over at www.tier1trading.com. And this is the Trading Coach Podcast, a podcast where I come in and talk to you guys about my trading journey and try to lend helpful tips that will push you along yours. This is a video edition, so if you want to see my beautiful face, um, you can check it out on either Spotify, where they do a video version over there, or of course on my YouTube channel. Now, the idea for today's topic actually came from you, the viewer, and I want to read you a uh, question, or not really a question, I guess a comment that I recently got over on Instagram. By the way, if you guys don't follow me already, follow me on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. Just watch out for scammers. So if someone that looks like me reaches out and asks for money or how you're doing or sends you one of those kind of sleazy sounding uh, messages, please report them and block them. Shoot me a screenshot as well. That way I can share it with my community and no one gets tricked. But our trader, we'll call him JJ, said, hey Akil, I don't really have much of a question, um, but more of a comment. I've never heard you warn about this kind of error before in your podcast. You always talk about people increasing their position size after winning streaks, and then obviously hitting the probable losing streak. I did the opposite. After a losing streak, dumb old me, be nice to yourself, right? Dumb old me reduced my position size. So I blew my first account. Well, not really mine. It was a prop fern challenge. I guess it's a rite of passage to, to do so, so to speak. Anyway, I had a rule in my trading plan um, that in the end started my demise. In the challenge, there is a maximum allowable drawdown of 5% from the starting balance. So here was me trying to be clever and make a rule that I thought would protect me. Basically, if I came within 1% of my absolute drawdown, I would start reducing my position size in order not to hit it. So as you do, I hit a losing streak and came close and then reduced my position size. So then when I hit a few winners, they didn't cover the losses that I made. Then what happened, and I didn't see my equity curve uh, going up, my, or what happened when I didn't see my equity curve going up, my newbie brain, uh, newbie trader brain kicked in and I started deviating from my trading plan further and further and eventually failed the challenge. Overall, it was a good learning experience and my first live trading experience, I'd say I learned a lot from it. Anyway, man, was just listening to your podcast again today, heard you talk about the common era of increasing position size and thought it's funny that I did the opposite loving your content thank you very much and thank you jj for the awesome story because again obviously it's turning into a podcast episode so your rite of passage as a trader and i did the same thing before as well hopefully can help others out there which is the point of this podcast to kind of spread that knowledge and hopefully newer traders listening don't have to kind of repeat the same mistakes that we made so if you guys are making mistakes out there shoot it my way but this is an interesting one, and this is a, 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 a not commonly talked about one, right? So we know that trading psychology plays the role. We, we can look at most trading mistakes as broken down into two types of categories. There are 
greed-based categories, there are fear-based categories. And typically the greed-based category is wanting to get it back. So we can talk about this as far as like the increasing of position size, either. And I, I made this mistake when I was managing money. Again, it wasn't my fault, but the client wanted to be very aggressive. When I was on a hot streak, he thought we should be making more. So we, he decided, right? I was spineless. So I had the, I thought I had to follow whatever he said. We decided to increase our position size while on a hot streak so that we can take full advantage of the hot streak. Of course, what ended up happening is that we increased our position size after the hot streak is typically how it goes right into a losing streak and wiped out a lot of money, right? That's the old loss of $30,000 in like a month, really more like a week type of story, which I was uh, ever so embarrassed to share. I'm getting more comfortable doing it, but I still don't like talking about it because it hurts and brings back uh, bad memories. But it was a great lesson. Um, but another greed-based strategy is trying to make money back. So when you get to that eventual losing streak, and we will all hit drawdowns, we will all hit losing streaks, you try to make it back. So traders are like, okay, I'm losing. In order to dig myself out of this hole faster, I'm going to trade more because the more I trade, the quicker I can make it back. What actually ends up happening is the more you trade, you actually get, you, you increase your drawdown, right? Because we never know when those drawdowns are going to end. If we have our data collected, we can have good ideas of how long they should last. And you can actually put together some pretty cool strategies if you kind of know your average drawdown. Um, but generally speaking, as traders, we never know what's going to last. It could be two trades, could be four trades, it could be 10 trades, right? And if we don't time it correctly, which is what most newer traders won't do, if you just start increasing position size randomly, you run the risk of increasing that position size in the middle of your drawdown. That drawdown goes on further. You lose even more because now you're losing with an increased position size. So you keep increasing it even more and you blow your account before you have a chance to hit that winning streak. That's a common greed-based uh, tactic. A fear-based tactic is the opposite. Usually we want to avoid doing stuff. So I'm on a, I'm on a winning streak and I don't want to ruin my winning streak. I don't want to sabotage it. That losing streak must be around the corner, Akil says. So I'm going to stop taking trades or I'm going to reduce my position size in order to avoid it. Again, there are some very good techniques and tactics on reducing position size as you get towards the end of winning streaks, but you need to be smart and you need to be data-based with how you do that. And most newer traders aren't. Most newer traders are doing all of this based off emotion or, or feel. But another one, as this trader spoke about, is fear of losing your account and decreasing your position size as you're losing. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense, right? When you're losing, you feel bad, you're, you're fearful, you, you feel like it's never going to come back, so I should trade less. But as our trader mentioned, the problem with trading less is that now your wins, right, because you're trading less, don't make up for your losses. And when you're in a drawdown, you actually need to make more, right, percentage-wise to get back above water. So if you're trading less and you need to make more, you need to have even more wins to dig yourself out of that hole. The problem is we know that our strategies are data-based. Our win percentage usually is what it is. So we're probably not going to deviate too much from the norm when it comes to winning. So we may do just enough even on a hot streak to bring ourselves back to break even. And by the time we're at break even, that win streak is over. We switch our position size back to normal. Now we're back to losing with our normal position size. Then we reduce it at the end of the losing streak and we only get halfway up. And you can see the pattern of, of kind of mediocrity that, that fits here. So 
I do think that having a position sizing strategy is important. Like I said, you can be very smart with how you do it, whether it's winning streak, losing streak, reducing or increasing. Um, I use a smooth ratio money management position size where, yes, if I lose a certain amount, I reduce my position. If I win a certain amount, I increase my position. But it's based on a kind of a longer term sample size and it's based off a longer term sample size on my overall account. And the reason that I used a smooth ratio is that it's purposely done and the delta, not to get too funny, but the delta I use, which is the multiplier, it's perfectly done so that it takes a large amount of data into account before I make those switches. So if I have, I can have five winning trades in a row, does nothing to my position size, right? I'm talking about switching my position size either up or down, maybe once a year, if that, once every two years. So it's very gradual. And the reason that I want to keep it very gradual because I don't want those rocky ebbs and flows in my equity curve due to increasing and decreasing positions. I want a nice, smooth equity curve. And once I've kind of proven to be at a certain level, boom, then I can increase and then we do the waiting game all over again. So something to think about if you are a newer trader, if you're if you have these kind of thoughts in your mind, like, man, you know, this is my shortcut. I should do this, increase my position size to make more money, or oh, I want to avoid this loss, so I should do this to, to manage my risk. Yes, there are ways of doing it like that. They are advanced, but there are different tactics to risk management. And I think the biggest one you can do is if in this specific position, if you know that your prop firm or maybe you have a certain threshold for what you're allowed to kind of take as far as a drawdown goes, if you know that, if you know your data, you know, create an initial position size around that, meaning create an initial position size so small and knowing your, your kind of maximum drawdown from your strategy, right? Create it so small that it doesn't hit that set level. Or if it does, you know, you know maybe you need to tweak your strategy or use a different strategy. That's one of the problems that you get with a lot of these prop firms where for me personally, a 5% hit isn't a big deal, right? I can take that all day. I took it last week. Um, did I? No, I didn't take it last week, but like 2% last week. Um, but you guys get the point. Um, I'm comfortable doing that and, and giving myself enough freedom to absorb a 5% hit and continue to trade off of that. But if you're trading for a prop firm with a very specific kind of rules or criteria that needs to be met, it's going to be very difficult for a newer trader because you may not have the skill or the ability to adjust your strategy to what's needed. And this is why I say you want to do your homework on prop firms. Just don't take any challenge that's out there. Take one that allows you to be successful. Like there are ones that give you a year of trading or a larger drawdown. Or you can do different things, you know, uh, as far as like holding overnight or whatnot. Ask the questions. Find one that matches what your system and strategy is because you don't want to be you know, in a position where you're making adjustments like this, where you think you're just surviving, but you're really just dying. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hey, subscribe to the Trading Coach Podcast if you are new. Great review as well. We're currently ranked the seventh best trading podcast out there in the world. And I want to go higher. I want to get to number one. I don't know what number one is, but I want it. I want it to be mine. I want it to be ours. So subscribe, rate, review, and share this with your trading community. And of course, until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.